Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is nice to be running my mouth with you guys once again. I'm back because uh, I promised you guys gay stuff, and I, I should have done it. It, it. Let this be a lesson to all of us. It's what they called when I was in Jew school, Zrezus. Zrezus Hakdom Lemitzvah. Alacrity, I think, was the translation. And because I had the Daily Wire stuff all lined up, it was fresh in my brain. I had all sorts of gay videos, and we were right there. We were at the, the pits of Mordor. We were ready to throw the ring into it and make a discussion about it. I was all ready to go, and then I said, you know what? I don't have the energy for this. Let's do it another time. And then I, we're going to do some gay stuff. It's just not going to be quite the level of gay stuff that I had prepared the last time. And if you're wondering why we're broadcasting at night, why it is that I wasn't able to get all the gay stuff perfectly together and ready to go, it's a simple answer. We're having weather problems. I don't know if you can see it, but this is clearly a tropical storm that I'm living in in my living room at this very juncture in time. And when, when you've got tropical storms in the middle of your living room, I mean, you can't just give people the services you promised. What the fuck is going on with the airlines? I feel like tomorrow, going to Chicago, this thing's going to be a gamble. I also feel like I left a little too much uh, too much at the top. You got to bring this thing down so people don't realize how short you are. All of a sudden, they realize you're a little Tom Cruise guy. You don't want to leave too much, too much room on the top. Otherwise, people start realizing, wait, how come he's not tall enough to be filling all that space? You got to be creating optical illusions. I, I don't know why I'm all yellowy and orangey today. Anyways, it's the tropical storms. You know, I'm trying to get everything all together, good to go fine broadcast discussing all sorts of gay stuff but you know these tropical storms in my living room they're getting in the way of service yeah you gotta love the way these airlines work and this is socialism in a nutshell you, you come up with the policy because you think it might look good on paper no one has to compete for the best solutions government just mandates it and then you end up with uh, not enough pilots to fly planes because you fired them because they didn't like the covid policy because they were like this fucking sucks i'll just leave and then all of a sudden you guys just don't like go hey we don't have pilots you just go yeah i'll sell you a flight where you gotta go sure thing not a problem you gotta go there absolutely not a problem hey it's gonna cost you more but then you just then then, then you show up and they're just like oh yeah yeah we don't have that flight can you imagine doing that in your life like i don't like being stood up on dates does delta have no respect for us as human beings that they can't just call, text you ahead of time and let you know hey i'm not showing up i found other passengers <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, what was it trying to talk about? Summer Porch Tours in session. I'm I'm very, very excited for Chicago tomorrow. I got all sorts of new COVID stuff. I'm excited to actually get out in front of uh, our crowd in a not 500 person intimidating setting like Reno and dig into some jokes. And hopefully they work. I think they're pretty funny. I was working on them all day, like a final, staying up all night, writing these things. All right. Anyways, let's get into some news topics. We are going to cover some gay stuff, but I had some other things to discuss. First is, it was day three of, hey, January 6th hearings, and now we're digging into the interesting part. For those of you new to the Run Your Mouth podcast, you don't even know what goes on in this show. Uh, we've been talking about the January 6th hearings, and we were saying that there is an interesting aspect, which is, did Donald Trump sit down with people, engage in criminal activity, and basically say, hey, I know I'm losing this thing, so find me a way that I can stay in office, and then someone just kind of spun some crazy stories. And now we finally got the guy who's been stringing these crazy stories. And his name is Mr. Eastman, or I think he's a doctor, not a doctor anymore. You know, he, he can't a doctorate in, you know, I guess making things up with Trump. And it's weird. I don't know why Trump couldn't give him a pardon. Why? 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 why like Trump is really such an asshole. You, you don't you do not want to like line align yourself with Trump. And speaking of aligning yourself with Trump, when are we going to have a conversation? How come people in the news aren't out there going, man, don't we feel bad for the people that are now in jail because they were suckered by Donald Trump? How come we have no remorse for these individuals? Donald Trump is such a slick guy that he lied to people. He got them all rallied up, got them to show up thinking that they were defending our democracy. You would think like even the conservative news channels would be talking about shame on Donald Trump for lying to these individuals and getting them worked up and then not having their back and then not even giving pardons to the people. He could have just pardoned Dr. Eastman and then this whole thing would be over. He sat there through a three hour meeting going fifth, 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 fifth. It was like that Dave Chappelle uh, sketch with uh, pleading the fifth. It's almost remarkable that they sat there and asked him enough questions for him to plead the fifth a hundred times. I'm surprised that at some point they don't just go, all right, I think, uh, let me guess, you're going to plead the fifth? You're going to plead the fifth? All right, I guess he's pleading the fifth. Can you just call ahead of time and go, hey, listen, I'm pleading the fifth. I mean, you really need me to show up and sit down and just keep pleading the fifth? 
I think if I did that, I would probably eat muffins the whole time. I would eat muffins and play the fifth. Just like, you know, some real gangster shit. Like we were making out with the muffin. Just like, yeah, fifth on that. Fifth. That's the way I eat a muffin. Maybe have some coffee too. Take some diarrhea breaks. Make a whole day out of it. Anyways, so you got this guy, Dr. Eastman. And the boldest of the claims is that he absolutely knew that what he was saying was a bunch of fucking nonsense. One of the other lawyers even said to him, hey, you think if we brought this to the Supreme Court, you would win or that we would lose nine to zero? And he's like, yeah, we would lose nine to zero. That's at least the claim. Now, you know what? Let's play this video and then I'll break it down a little bit more. Although I will be honest, before I get into this video, I'm a little bit lost on this whole thing. We'll get into why I'm a little bit lost. The third one was a little bit boring. And then I was really trying to wrap my head around what was every, what was going on. Because I, I don't want to be one of these conservative people that just goes, hey, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit what, what I've been saying. So, you know, we're just not going to discuss it. We're going to ignore it. We're going to overlook it. I, but for some reason, I'll be honest, I watched almost the entire thing. And I think I've, I, I think I figured out what I was finding confusing about it. Cause usually like I get confused and then I can figure out what it is that's confusing me. I wasn't hundred percent sure. And then I wasn't sure if like I was bored or maybe I was just being dishonest that it didn't really fit kind of my previous perceptions. So I was just kind of ignoring it, but all right, let's play this video and then I'll give you uh, what I'm confused about. Today we're focusing on president Trump's relentless effort to pressure Mike Pence to refuse to count electoral votes on January 6th. During the meeting on January 4th, um, Mr. Eastman was opining that there were two legally viable arguments um, as to authorities that the vice president could exercise two days later on January 6th. Um, one of them was that he could um, reject electoral votes outright. Uh, the other was that he could use his capacity as presiding officer to suspend the proceedings um, and declare essentially a 10-day recess. Did the vice president ever waver in his position? All right, let's pause that there and let's start with option number two first. If the lawyer was just saying, hey, let's pause and take a 10-day recess, then that doesn't sound so flagrant especially if we combine that with the earlier information that we had heard that apparently Donald Trump just wanted to hand this back over to the states to recertify. So now they're not talking about the fact that maybe there was or wasn't any evidence of voter fraud. Like they're, they're kind of skirting that all together. Like they're almost in a nutshell, like if you just go with what this guy's saying, even if there was an incredible degree of evidence of voter fraud, uh, it would still be against the Constitution for the vice president to not certify the like, in other words, let's say you knew 100 percent voter fraud. I guess what they would argue is that the procedure would not be for the vice president to not certify the election. You would still go through with the election. And then for in capacities unknown to us, there would be some other process by which you could then unwind the election or look into the voter fraud that might have existed. So nobody's looking into whether or not there might have been a reasonable claim or a reasonable concern of voter fraud, at least from what I'm hearing here. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Already, David Allen's like more January 6th nonsense. Well, what am I supposed to not cover it? Uh, this big stuff. What are you complaining about? All right. Anyways, let's go back. I, I was I was dead locked in. I was focused. What was I talking about? <laughs> All right. So you got lawyer for Pence talking about what was going on. And so one option is that he goes, I want you to put a 10 day pause on this thing. Now, if it's a 10-day pause on this thing, there's nothing that to be all that concerned about. So they go, hey, there might have been some evidence of voter fraud. I want to take a 10-day pause and have the states recertify it. All right. Doesn't sound like that's the end of the world. Now, the second strategy is way more bonkers. 
The second strategy was essentially that, you know, you could ju- the, the vice president can just not certify the election and then we can just get alternative. Uh, um, uh, the, the, the fucking fuck fucks. You see, this is why I got to do this shit in the morning. Otherwise, I'm uh, I'm pooped with the electoral the electoral college people, whatever. We're just going to move forward as if I said the right word there. Just just imagine that I was coherent and said the exact words that I was supposed to say and that the rest of the sentence made sense. OK, so you can have the vice president. You can basically just 100 percent lose an election and then the vice president could just go. Nope, we're we're just going to stay in office now as a theoretical. I haven't seen these laws. I don't know the way the laws are written. It could be that they wrote the laws poorly and that actually, technically speaking, the vice president could do that and just everyone would go, oh, well, that's fucking stupid. And so then they would have to redo the rules because that rule is fucking stupid. But that might actually be a rule. It might be a rule that they didn't realize that anyone... Like Donald Trump is that fucking stupid to go, wait, wait a second. So technically speaking, the vice president has to certify the thing. So he could just not certify the thing. And everyone's like, yeah, but it's not supposed to work that way, but it could work that way. Right. And they're like, well, I guess technically it's just, you, you really can't do that because that, that undermines the entire system because then at any juncture in time, anyone could lose the election and then just, and he goes, yeah, but that's the way it's technically set up. Right. And he'd be like, yeah, of course we're going to fucking do that. Uh, so The arguments being put forward was basically everyone saying, obviously, it wouldn't make any sense that a vice president could just choose not to certify an election. And now, even if you could technically do that, would it be scumbaggy and not good of Donald Trump? And then would they have to sit down and probably rewrite the rules and figure out how to undo that because it's insane? Yes. But if it's there, I mean, leave it to Donald Trump, the grand old trickster to be like, all right. I mean, no one seemed to have played that card yet. I'm going to I'll take that joker. It's like almost if like you were at a casino and, you know, they, they dealt you a, a wild card and then you decided like, all right, I will play this wild card. And then you had an argument afterwards where you're like, yeah, you can't claim you won the hand. Uh, we accidentally gave you a joker. We're playing Texas Hold'em. There's no just make up your card and pretend like that was an ace. But that would be an argument to have afterwards. And then you couldn't necessarily say, hey, this guy knew he was cheating because he saw an opportunity to maybe run, you know, a trick and he didn't. All right. So anyways, what I'm finding confusing about the entire thing is that uh, this Dr. Eastman fellow, I just can't imagine when you're putting forward two logical options, one being, hey, you cannot certify and there's going to be 10 days. So then what was the plan for 10 days to have the states recertify? Now, that makes sense if you think that there's some evidence of voter fraud and that if you can put a pause on the certification, it's not going to be certified. So then there's a logical end game there. That makes sense to me. This other storyline of coming up with, hey, we're just going to force Pence to not certify it and then we're just going to stay in power. It just seems like they couldn't be that stupid. It just seems like obviously that's not going to work. So like what, what, what like it, I don't know, just something about it just seems so dumb that it just doesn't make sense. All right, moving on. What else do I have on the docket? Let's take a moment. Let's plug Sheath. Look at this beautiful hat. You you know what this hat shows you? It shows you that this is a brand of quality. This is quality you can see. And you know how good this hat feels on my head? Well, you can just imagine what Sheath underwear must feel like on your nuts. And what is Sheath underwear? Well, it's the underwear of legends. It's the underwear of kings. If you want to be a member of this caucus, I need to make sure that you've got nuts that are, you know, that are under control. I don't want people with floppy nuts. And it's summer months, dude. You don't want to be all sweaty, swamp-assed with greasy butts and sweaty dicks. That's no way to be living your life. So you know what you do? You go to sheathunderwear.com. You use promo code RYM. You're going to get yourself 20% off. And uh, you'll be living your best life because your dick and balls aren't going to be all sweaty and gross. You're not going to be sitting on airlines. And like being like, uh, uh, shift, uh, shit, fuck, what? Uh, no, you just lock it all up in place. You sit there and you got comfortable nuts. All right. What else do I got on the docket for today? This one creeped the fuck out of me. So we had the FDA. They're shutting down factories. They're going, we might not have evidence that your baby formula is killing people, but you can't sell your baby formula. And then the company's going, listen, if we shut down this factory, You're not going to have baby formula. You're going to have starving kids. And the FDA is like, well, that's somebody else's problem. That's for a different department. So, you know, we're just going to shut you guys down. And, you know, the starving baby problem, that's for somebody else. We're just the regulatory people. Uh, You got to talk to the starving people. That's not what we do here. I mean, we're here for the American people, 
but we're, we're on the regulation side. So we're going to shut you down and uh, someone else can deal with the starving kids thing. So we all saw what went on. And then finally, there's so much bad press about this thing. The FDA goes, all right, we'll work with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, you can basically just reopen. And so they agree they're going to reopen the Abbott stuff. And then a couple of days later, I'm reading Fox News. And apparently there's a flood at that factory. And then, of course, you get uh, the, the post from the head of the FDA, which goes, we both agreed that we would like to reopen the place. Great. great. It, like you were going to get a call on the guy and go, hey, let's just let the kids starve. Me and you, you in on this plan? Let's let the kids starve. So apparently they, they took a call and they both agreed that they don't want the kids to starve. Here's what I'm getting at. I'm getting a little bit creeped out here. You also had this on the same day. You had a storyline about 10,000 cows that overheated. Uh, you know, apparently in Kansas, it just got so hot. 10,000 cows. They're now dead. You, you go look at it. I don't understand why you can't even barbecue that shit up. I mean, if it's cooked in the sun, you, you must you must be able to process that shit into some deli meat or something. Well, what happened? You can't you can't get those cows into freezers real quick. You don't even have to slaughter them. It feels like the heat probably did some of the work for you. That's like a lobster cow. Probably uh, probably tastes delicious on the spot. You could just show up with a fork and knife and, you know, cut through that leather and get right into that cow. But apparently, no, 10,000 cows have gone to waste. This comes on the back of all sorts of crazy stories of factories burning down. If you got you got planes going into factories uh, and I have no evidence to suggest that you should panic other than it's a little bit fun to panic. It's a little bit fun. There's like a level, there's like, you know, an equilibrium to how much, like if you're actually panicking enough that you're going to take actions that would actually help you in the event that we ended up with like a fiasco, you've gone too far. But if you just half-assed enough to like, just, you know, not starve as quickly as other people, that's like the, that's like a fun amount of panic. Uh, but I was thinking even about this, like, like I could run my sink for, well, actually I discovered it. You can let your sink run for an entire weekend. I don't know if I told that story. I for sure told that story. I one time left the apartment. I convinced myself I had left the oven on, drove a full 40 minutes to come back to check my oven. Oven was off. Noticed that there was all sorts of stuff in my sink. There's just dishes. And I'm like, you know what? I better put a little bit of water and soap. I'm not going to do the dishes because now I was late before I left. And now I'm in a full extra 40 minutes late. So I turn on the sink. I do the whole thing. I leave the apartment. Three days later, I come back to the apartment. I'm at my door and I just hear running water. And I left that sink running for three full days. So you can at least, I've done the market research that at least for three straight days, you can just let water go. I mean, I, if I, I could have, I could be like filling up water beds here. Just a stack of water beds. So if shit, things go to shit, you know, at least you got water beds full of water. I'm becoming a hoarder. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And I'm disappointed because I got stacks of, uh, you know, I've been ordering like food from these companies, which, uh, you know, it, the, the food tastes like garbage. And let's be honest, if there's an emergency, you think there's going to be customer service to help you out. So I tried my first morsel of food the other day which was like, cause all this other stuff, I don't even want to open it. You got buckets. The buckets are sealed. It seems like it's all weatherproofed and stuff. So I don't want to tamper with the weatherproofing. So that all of a sudden, or it, you, here's another problem. Let's say you get a whole bucket worth of beef and the beef is supposed to be good for a month. And then you taste it. You find out it, it tastes good. Now I'm, now I'm staying home and I'm eating a bucket full of beef and that's going to be some prophecies. Be that that's going to be a nightmare. Now I'm not leaving that. And then it becomes one of those things where it's like you're binging a TV show and you're like, I am not done till I finish this bucket and a bucket. That's a little bit too much food. Uh, you know what I mean? That's like, you want one bag of chips so that you like, cause you, we all hit that moment where you're like, I don't want to eat any more of this, but for some reason I need to feel like I finished it, which is why you don't want a whole bucket full of beef. You don't want to be feeling that while you're eating a bucket full of beef. Kratom though, you can get a $6 kilo of Kratom and even that you'd want to space that out over the course of a week. Otherwise that sounds dangerous and be over the age of 21. Uh, but it does feel good. I've never done it. If you get to the entire bottom of like a kilo of Kratom, that's got to be a pretty satisfying feeling when you're like, holy shit, I I, I actually got through a kilo of this stuff. Uh, all right. I was trying to talk about the food. Oh, yeah. So I tried this granola bar thing. I've never had a granola bar I didn't like my whole life. And I'm not one to not finish food. I literally didn't even finish it. So, you know, I, I think you like a reasonable amount of panic uh, to prepare yourself. I haven't dug in enough. I read this article by Quoth the Raven, which the first time I read it, I thought he was trying to say that it was like that Jaws phenomenon that people are reporting about, you know, uh, shark attacks. So you think that there's more shark attacks. They report on stuff. You think you're more at risk for it because you keep seeing it. So I keep seeing these crazy articles about factories burning down. And I'm like, oh, but I bet in any given year, here's the relevant statistic. In a given year, 
with accidents that take place, right? Are is there a disproportionate uh, or a more alarming amount of factories burning down? Uh, which I did see in a Twitter comment. It could just be that uh, with all the inflation, people are like, I'm going to cash out of this business. They're pulling the old Goodfellas move. They took the business for all it's worth, and now you set it on fire and you collect those insurance monies. Supplies are getting too expensive. I don't want to be a part of this whole thing. Biden keeps yelling at me that I'm not doing my patriotic duty by just running my business for free. Fuck it. I want out of this thing. And so people are torching their own factories. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm getting a little bit creeped out for it by it. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. If you're out there, you know, we've had it. We've had experts reach out to us that like they're like, dude, I know everything about this. So maybe you're a commodities trader. You want to let us know about how hungry we're going to be next year. Hit me up. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. And on that note of uh, panicking. So, you know, Obama, while he's out there and he's letting people know about how good solar panels are, uh, solar panels. Because the sun, it's got everything you would need to for 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 everybody to have everything that they could ever need forever, and uh, that's why we're we're gonna switch over. I basically I I do Obama like he's uh the dad from King of the Hill. But anyways, he lives out in Martha's Vineyard. You know you got to be afraid of these rising water tides. It's going to be floods. We're all going to die, and which is why I'm building a mansion on an island right by the water. And by the way, you know, for energy, we can get it all from the sun, which is also why I'm buying an oil tanker to come to my house so that I know that I'm prepared for when no one else can get their fuel. So, you know, there's no reason to be making preparations. Everything's going to be fine and normal next year. And yeah, we'll be able to run off of green energy. Uh, but the people that are pitching it, you know, they're making sure they got their generators handy and they're making sure that they got the remote waterfront properties. So I, I think uh, is global warming the risk or is it whatever the fuck is government's doing to our supply lines? All right, moving on. We got more. We're, we're first getting into this. All right. We're going to go through a bunch of videos because yesterday I want to tear watching various congressional hearings. Uh, the first one, and I'd like to conduct a poll. I think on Spotify to let me conduct polls. I'm curious to know what... Uh, I'd like to know how many people or what percentage of the audience listens to this and does not listen to part of the problem to know whether or not on some of the more important things that we discussed over there, if it's worth uh, rehashing over here. We did a long video, an entire episode on the last matchup between Rand Paul and Fauci. They've been epic. I mean, if you follow this thing like WWF, those Rand Paul Fauci matchups, they've been great. So I'll just give you guys the real short. You want more analysis on it? First, you should go watch it. You should send it to your loved ones. I've got relatives. Oh, fuck. I got to plug this in. You know, entertain yourselves for like uh, for just like a, like a quick minute. I got to plug in my battery because I, I should have done that. It's the weather problems. This isn't on me. Here, Forrest, mom, you're in the chat. Just, uh, you know, talk to the other people. Maybe get a side conversation going. I'll have this, I'll have this uh, plugged in in no time. Give me a second. I'll be back really quick. You guys are going to be shocked by how quickly I can get a charger. You'll be like, I didn't realize I thought he was living in a much bigger apartment. I thought he'd have to travel a lot further for that. He got that done really quickly. So, you know, just give me a second. Entertain yourselves. Just to, I'm, I promise it's going to be quick. I, I've already talked about it for longer than it would take me to get it. Did I miss anything? Did you guys have a nice time without me? There you go. Everyone hit the like button. I like that idea. Everyone, go ahead right now. I'm not moving on till all nine of you do that. All right. Nine, I want to see nine likes happen. All right. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Rand Paul matchup against Fauci. All right. So here were the great moments. First, let's start with the end when he goes, hey, how much money are you guys making off of this? Just give it to me straight. Well, really what he said is, are you willing to let us know that the people that allowed for this vaccine to be rolled out. We're not getting paid by the vaccine companies. Fauci refused to answer. Appeal to authority. He goes, well, the law is that we don't have to answer that question. And then, of course, by that point, some lady goes, your time's expired. Time's expired. No more time. We can't We can't be looking into that one anymore. That That's a bad one. And then 
he also basically asked, what evidence do you have that kids are at risk, that they need to be boosted? Uh, some of the interesting stats when it comes to kids and boosting them or even giving them the vaccine is apparently 75% of them have already had corona. Also, what are the death rates? What are the hospitalizations? Can you even quantify the risk for kids if they aren't vaccinated that you would suggest that they need anything in any capacity whatsoever? And you think Fauci had good answers to any of these questions? He did not. So go watch that video. It is worthwhile. I've been sending it to, you know, people that have been ignoring me. And I'm sure they will ignore that also. But I sent it to them, you know, when this whole thing comes down and they realize, oh, my God, I was an idiot. At least they can know, well, I gave them as much warning as you possibly could. I was up there like Noah in the ark before the flood was coming, going, hey, guys, just letting you know, just just giving you the heads up. And then, yeah, you know, maybe everyone ignores you. But then at some point, they're like, I should have listened to that dude who was building a boat. All right, moving on. What else we got? A couple good congressional hearings that uh, we're going to start with this one. Dude, this guy's a champion. Handsome, bald man. Just a fucking champion. I'll give you guys the short. We're going to start with the end once again. Apparently, the Biden administration. Uh, all right. I'm already seeing articles saying that the oil problems are going to be alleviated by next year, which would be very interesting. It would be very interesting if we had horrible oil problems up until the midterm elections, and then all of a sudden it turned back around. The other thing that's just interesting with oil is, you know, oil prices went up like crazy when Bush was in office. Those guys made all their oil profits. Now you got your Warhawk machines back in, in the game, and all of a sudden your oil price is going up, up, up again. Sometimes you just wonder if maybe uh, the, 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 these dynasty families are just in certain rackets. And so even if it was only a two-year stretch that he could pump up oil prices, so that he could somehow profit on the back end, who knows what the fuck is going on here? Uh, I'm just saying it would be interesting if we're all being suckered right now with the panic of inflation, supplies coming, running down, and, you know, there's not going to be enough resources. And then it turned out that things were alleviated by next year. But you got the Bidens going, hey, the problem here is these record profits by the oil companies, which is one side of the story. The other side of the story might be that when you keep changing the regulatory environment and you keep saying, hey, we're going to be moving away from oil then you might be creating the last 10-year stretch for these companies to make their profits where they go, all right, we're not going to be investing in our industry uh, because you've already told us that you don't want us here. You've kind of made the announcement, hey, we don't want to be on oil. And so if you're telling me that and you're, you're shutting down projects like Keystone Pipelines, uh, what the fuck happened to fracking that you know seven or eight years ago we were shipping out oil to the rest of the world and we broke up the oil cartels and now all of a sudden where he seemed to be dependent and on, on foreign oil and it's a whole big mess. A part of that story, and I can't tell you all the specifics, has to be that not everyone in the oil industry, like you're not raising money and making long-term investments to increase oil production in the United States of America because you have concerns that there's regulation that will come in that will take away the profits from your investment. And so if you're an oil company, you're looking at what's going on and you go, all right, this is probably the last 10 years for us to cash in. We're not putting this back into the into long term projects. We're going to be paying out dividends to our investors. I'm sure that that is an aspect of the story and an aspect of the story in terms of the government favoritism of your ESGs of, hey, we're going to be putting money into windmills. We're going to be putting money into solar. And for some reason, we're going to be shutting down pipelines. Hey, Warren Buffett, that guy owns the railroads. And so even though we've got, you know, th these pipelines are dangerous and sure, these trains are exploding and creating oil spills and uh, uh, the pipelines are traditionally less dangerous. But no, no, no we're going to go with the dangerous thing so that Warren Buffett can make his train profits uh, while, you know, we do we, we shut down pipelines that could, I guess, transport more oil. And all right. So apparently the Biden administration, while they're pretending that they're going to be alleviating our issues in terms of gas prices and how they're going to do that. Well, they're going to shame industry. Great. Okay. More socialism. Wonderful. Uh, so here's a guy, I guess he's on the case of, will you allow for pipelines? You're telling us that you're going to make investments so that we're going to have more energy. Well, our pipeline's going to be included. And uh, it's one of these cases. It's probably the best example of a guy just being like, no, answer my fucking question. Which on that note, there was a headline today that it has been verified that TikTok's been giving information over to China, 
one of the best congressional hearing things I ever saw was, and we played it on this show, was Ted Cruz when he got that extremely handsome executive from TikTok. And he just kept asking him, well, you hand it over to that corporation and then can't the Chinese government just take it from them? And then the guy kept saying, well, no, 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 we don't give it to the Chinese government. And he's like, yeah, no, I get that. But you're saying that this other organization has access to it. And so then they can just give it to China. Well, we don't give it to China. I know that you don't give it to China. What I'm saying is China could access. Well, we don't give it to China. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. So this was another one. But this guy, he sat in this handsome, bald fella. He sat in the pocket. He's telling people to shut their mouths. He's telling you just answer my fucking question. And it's one of the best, uh, one of the best performances I've seen yet. So let's give it a listen. Part of the EESDA specifically says to facilitate international negotiations concerning cross-border infrastructure. Should I understand cross-border infrastructure as it relates to the energy and EESDA as pipelines? Uh, thank you for the question, Congressman. Is it pipelines? As I think um, CEO Nathan mentioned in his testimony, cross-border infrastructure would include infrastructure for energy. That's our mandate under cross-border would be a pipeline. That's a pipeline that goes across the border. Well, right? for example, in the energy, uh, if you look at the project eligibility guidelines in the act, is it a pipeline among other electricity things? Electricity tr transmissions. Is it a pipeline among other things? Well, I th I think it it could be. Are you against pipelines? Well, are you for pipelines? The, 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 are you for pipelines? The act discusses. Let's go with that one. Are you for pipelines? Congressman, I, I appreciate the question. Yes or no? Or pipelines? Personal, yes. In my personal no. capacity, I have been really honored to have this opportunity to serve. I'm not worried about how honored you are. Are you for pipelines? With respect, uh, Congressman. My personal opinion is this is what people hate about Washington, D.C. It's a simple question. You're asking for money from the U.S. taxpayer to do cross state infrastructure overseas as related to energy. Are you for pipelines or not? I think that the, de the Development Finance Corporation is interested in advancing any project that can deliver energy security. For it does our say diversity on here, energy Europe. diversity, and it does say uh, renewable and non-renewable fuels. That's the EESDA. So are you for pipelines? In the act, the project eligibility so you won't say allows for us, pipelines. It's yes or no. Allows us to work on projects that can deliver electricity generating capacity using fossil. It's about to ramp energy. up. So you're and, for fossil we, fuel use. We will advance. You're the for the DFC. The DFC will creating advance. a friendly regulatory Please, environment. Uh, if I could interrupt, no, you allow. Can't. Yes, I can't. No, you can't. It's not your. Yes, time. I can't. No, sir. you can't. Sir, you guys mess you'd like an argument, up. allow it's him to answer time. the question, and I'll do respect. There's no respect taken. Evidently, there's so, no respect no. given. That's because you guys are Chair, messing up energy Chair recognizes the witness to you answer guys are a question that was posed to him. Ridiculously expensive for Americans, and you don't want to be questioned about it. Are you pleased you're getting this soundbite, sir? I'm not going to participate in it. Don't participate then. Let Close the your mouth and let me witness. ask my questions. Don't participate. Let me Close my mouth, sir fucking boss energy and he's about to double down this guy's this guy's got trump energy close your, don't participate close your mouth and let me ask my questions and then he tries to get upset and goes close my mouth sir and then wait wait this guy's awesome i don't know who he is or uh how i can get to florida to suck his dick but th this is unbelievable all right here, here. Yes, you heard it directly. That's why you sound so offended because you heard what I said. So let's do that and let me finish answer asking my questions. Allow Thank them you. to answer the question. If he wanted to answer the question, he could. Let's get back to the question. <laughs> How great is that? Yeah, that's why you're acting so offended because you actually heard what I said, which was yes, I told you to shut your mouth. All right, let's just so let, listen to a little bit more answer. of this. Do you support pipelines? We know that you don't. We talked about what Mr. Light said already that the 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 Russians were working to manipulate. All right, we're just going to go to the end. So he keeps grilling him on the pipelines, and then finally, the guy who was running the meeting, he tries to recircle back and go, "Hey, I'd like to give you an opportunity to answer that." He doesn't want to answer it because obviously they're anti-pipelines for uh, reasons that don't make sense, other than if you wanted to, you know, make sure the prices kept going up. And that, you know, we can't get the resources we need. But here, let's listen to him. Finally, when he decides to answer act, it. And I would encourage you to consult with that section, uh, Mr. Mast. There is specific uh, 
uh, delineation of what types of projects may be eligible for DFC financing. And there is discussion of electricity transmission infrastructure. There is discussion of energy storage. There is discussion of electricity generating capacity. Yes, for both fossil fuels and clean energy. And I'm not aware of any specific uh, eligibility for pipelines. Thank you. Don't know that much about it, but I don't know of any specific eligibility for pipelines. Sounds like we're not going to be investing in pipelines. All right. A couple more uh, moments from congressional hearings. I don't know how interesting you guys find this, but I can spend a whole day at home watching these things. I love these little battles. And apparently the kryptonite is big ass charts. If you show up with big ass charts with the information you got, that is the kryptonite where they sit there and go, all right, you got me. And if there's one person, uh, like, they're, 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 I don't know who's more, if Fauci. Fauci's more fun. There, there's no question watching Fauci eat a big old bag of shit is the most fun. But watching Janet Yellen eat some shit is fun as well. Uh, so here we go. By the way, Andy Blue is coming with uh, some real information here. Uh, the government is the reason we don't have access to the cheap gas. They claim ownership of it all and then sell licenses and permits permits, and regulate the fuck out of the industry, making it impossible to enter. I believes it. All right, let's give this a watch. This is uh, uh, Mr. Smucker, the jelly man, asking Janet Yellen about our issues with the budget deficit. And he busts her real good by bringing a big okay, old Chairman, jolly old chart. The Let's give it a watch. Of reducing deficits and debt. We agree that that's important going forward. Is that right? Just confirming that. Well, agreeing on on deficits. Yes. It's desirable to reduce. And I was I was glad to hear that the president uh, seems to have come to that realization recently as well. Uh, I want to show you though. I have a chart that sh shows the deficits on an annual basis. And you can see this is 2019. We have essentially two and a half years that were affected by COVID, which we we all allow for that. We know that the, expendi the spending was higher than, it was all deficit spending, by the way. But the year after COVID, the first year of the budget that we're here discussing today is higher than the deficit was before COVID hit. And then it goes up on an upward trajectory every single year uh, with one slight exception there uh, during this budget. How can you claim that you're reducing deficits or how can the Biden administration claim that deficits are being reduced in this 10-year budget? Well, it's, it's a reduction relative to what we inherited. Uh, so there's not a real reduction in the deficit? Well, obviously the baseline does have deficits rising, but proposals that we have made would so we're not so we're not accomplishing the goal of reducing the deficit in any way in this budget we have not proposed policies that would lead to greater deficits and in the next 10 uh, but, period but we can pause that's all you got to see so it's just uh the Biden administration was trying to claim that it was reducing the deficits, which obviously we have to do if we're trying to combat inflation. I'm going to give this information really fast to you like it's a cattle action. I haven't even taken a breath yet. I don't need to take a breath. So you look at the years of 2020, 2022, when we spent like crazy because we're like, holy shit, there's COVID and we got to keep spending because. All right, I needed to take a breath. <laughs> so you have 2021, 2022, and people go, all right, we have to spend like crazy. And then because we're out of the Corona shit and we're not just handing everyone helicopter money. We're not just doing, Hey, $2 trillion spending plans, even though we don't have the money for it. Uh, and so now we're in the non pandemic thing where we're not just sending people free checks and saying, Hey, don't show up to work and we'll send you money. And so obviously we're down from 2021 and 2022 when we were doing emergency spending, but we're not actually reduced from typical years. And all it takes is a giant chart with the information. I encourage everyone, you got to bring giant charts. If you put it right in front of them, then uh, it's not it's not as easy for them to run away from. Uh, all right, I think I've had enough of playing these videos. Um, this one was uh, the lying secretary yeah. of whatever. And then we got the gay stuff. All right, here. Uh, if you guys have not watched the Daily Wire documentary of What is Women, I think it is highly worthwhile, uh, and uh, I enjoyed watching it quite a bit. Uh, now, we're going to be doing an abridged version of what we were going to do the last one, because I, I should have I gone right into the gay stuff while I, was, while I had it all lined up. Um, there were some very sensational claims that were made throughout the documentary. 
Uh, here was some, I'm going to sum up some of the most essential claims. One is that it is a giantly, it, it is a large profit making industry of having kids transition. Uh, hormones cause cancer. There's higher suicide rates for people after they transition. Uh, and I would say those are kind of the most sensational claims through, uh, throughout. Now, just to take a step back, you would think if you were pushing this new thing, uh, we would just have really good data about the fact that it actually makes people happier. You would think like it would just be certified science that you could be born into the wrong body and that people who transition are happier for having transitioned. Like you would just think that it would be rock solid. And if it was rock solid, then you would think that when being asked questions, you would just have this information readily. It's like when they proved gravity, I think it was just proved, right? When they proved the e equals MC squared, I think it was just proved. Like I'm all for chaos is just the emergence of new patterns not yet readily understood. I'm all for new inventions. Like I've said, I believe that this could be a technology issue within the future. You just go from guy to girl to girl from guy and it doesn't really matter and who gives a shit. So I am totally open to this concept of who needed these categories of man, women, our kids in the future, they're going to be born out of labs and we're on the cutting edge of science here. I'm, I'm totally open to that as being a possibility, but I would think that if you were going to take that approach and you were going to try and push society in that direction, you would have flawless research of it. It would be like Edison with the light bulb and you would go, look, what you think we need to be killing uh, whales for light. Look, I flicked on the light. I got the light. You don't have to kill the whales. Look at what I just accomplished. You would think it would be that simple. And if it wasn't that simple, then you would wonder, well, why is it that you are pushing this? Is there some other agenda here? Is it the profit-making people in this industry? Is there some other creepier uh, degeneration of society that you guys are pushing for? Do you secretly worship this Moloch thing? And he said, hey, I want you guys to go out there and, you know, ruin the whole society so that maybe we can end up on the downward slope where people are even accepting pedophiles so that the global elite, you know, can get out there and just be pedophiles in, in real life. They don't have to get out to islands. I don't know. I'm just saying that without it being as clear cut as new inventions with perfect science, that you could be easily understood and very easy for these people to answer, you would want to know, well, why are you pushing it? What is the agenda here? And so the two moments that I would most highlight uh, as being alarming to me, so there were the sensational sensational claims that I have not gone and validated, uh, but one of the things that I found to be very telling was the inability of people to answer simple questions. And not just the inability of people answering simple questions, but what I see is a, uh, a, a more... Uh, typical response, which is essentially being, hey, your facts don't align with my agenda. You're asking me questions that are rooted in fact, and they don't align with my agenda. Now, sometimes that's the salesmanship. Sometimes that is the people pitching global warming. I think some of them, they realize, hey, we've got, they understand sales. It requires urgency. The only reason people take action is if there's urgency. So they don't want to be honest that, hey, and 300 years from now, if we don't change our course of action, there might be a problem for the planet. So instead, to be persuasive, they just lie. Now, maybe that's what's going on here. But then it's like, tell us what your actual philosophy is, which they're unwilling to do. And so when you start questioning them, they get mad at you under kind of what I would say the basis is of, hey, your line of questioning or your facts don't align with uh, with my agenda. So the best example of that is he's sitting down with this professor and he's trying to ask the professor to kind of explain the philosophy. The, the professor just keeps flipping it back to him and asking the questions. And at some point he goes, well, I'm curious to know why you would want to know this. And so my question for that professor is, I, well, I would be curious if you can't answer any of these questions and facts and logic don't align with what you're teaching. Well, then why is this agenda important to you? Like they kind of look to us and go, I don't understand why you have these questions. Well, I, the reason I have these questions is because it would seem that facts and logic would bring us here. So if we're going to be consistent with facts and logics, don't we want to take this road and you're recommending a different road? So like, why are you recommending the other road? And they won't, they won't answer that. Like for some reason they are agenda driven. They're upset with you for not being on board with their agenda, where they're literally like your facts don't align with my agenda. So I take issue with you bringing them up. But then they also don't want to explain 
what the end goal is of their agenda is. The other thing is they are unable to answer for unintended consequences. The screenshot I have here is he's talking to, I think, a congressman uh, from California. And he basically just asked him about the bathroom problem, which you can forecast. He basically says, yeah, but what about the fact that there's some women who are now uncomfortable in bathrooms? And the guy just goes, all right, interview's over. And I feel like it's the same thing. It's like typically you start asking, well, what about the inflation that's going to come? What about it's like they they are unwilling to look at the unintended consequences to go, hey, let's do a cost benefit analysis, kind of like Fauci when it came to, uh, well, I'm just looking at this from a health perspective. Well, if we run out of food because you shut down the economy and people are dying, is that is that a health problem then? Or do we have to wait till we get to that point that we can't even forecast for these kind of situations? Uh, so my, like I said, there were some very interesting, sensational claims, uh, along the lines of that the hormones cause cancer, uh, that there's regret amongst the people doing this, that it's a profit making industry to put those aside. Cause I haven't researched or validated any of them. And I don't know that I will, who wants to, how many research, how many topics are you going to research? I think the most telling part of it was the inability of people pushing this, uh, an inability to answer simple questions and just an overarching theme of, Hey, your facts don't align with my agenda. And then an unwillingness to actually state what, like, what is, what is this like reality that you would prefer we live in? Like, why is that the better option? All right, let's take a couple comments. And then I think maybe I might have one or two more things that I wanted to, to address. The government is the reason. All right. I already read that. I already read that. Um, Andy Blue coming through with another one. If Ev- if uh, Edison didn't get a patent on that tech, the whole story, by the way, we would have flying cars by now. Andy Blue, I mean, send me this information. You're coming. You're coming through in the hot takes. I would like to have myself a flying car. And if uh, Edison's patents get in the way and it's big electricity, you know, just send me an email. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. If you want to come on as a guest, yeah, you're coming through with the hot takes. I'm interested. And then toilet from outer space. People should have to regularly define words. I'm okay with that. Everyone, go follow Jason Kemplin. I've done quite a few very funny cartoons. We did the uh, Batman spoof was the last one we did. Uh, I put some cartoons into my end of year project. We were doing the Biden time. More projects coming down the line. Hopefully the moth story, uh, which is not 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 Norm Macdonald's moth story. Jason's got his own fantastic moth story. Uh, so go check him out. And then last is, I'm sure you guys have already seen this, but if you haven't, it's worth a play. This was a commercial what are for you, Pride you Month Pride. Uh, coming to you courtesy of Postmates. Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Goddamn alpha tops just plowing in, plowing into buttholes. They don't have to worry about having clean buttholes. I, it's not fair. I always, I, you know, I just because I'm gay, I did that. God curse me that I, I that I'm also a bottom, and now I gotta like I gotta look good and clean all the time. Fucking alphas just shoving their dicks into people's assholes, and they get to eat whatever the fuck they want. Not this pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. Aww. We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up. Are you just fully diving into those beans? The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system, making a mess. I just want to say as a person with IBS, I align myself with the gay community. And if we can get more menus that are bottom friendly, I, I will I will eat off that menu. I will be like, thank you, gays of America, for forcing restaurants with your gayness into providing us with items up front that will let you know what will, you know, be non-diarrhea friendly. I like that. The clean rectum menu. I I would I it's like allergies. You show up and even though I'm not, I could be like, hi, excuse me, waiter, I'm a raging homosexual. And can you please give me the clean rectum menu? Because I'm on a first date with this guy and I really think he's cute. I'm hoping that'll plow my asshole. I'm hoping that we didn't get like confused and he was looking to have me plow his asshole because I'm not into that. I'm more into getting my asshole plowed. And so uh, I was just hoping that maybe you had the um, uh, the clean rectum menu 
uh, because I don't think I'm going to have time uh, to, to, to do one of those uh, things where you shove the things up and clean the whole thing. It's too much. I just want I just want dicks in there. I don't want to have to be doing uh, the whole thing. So uh, it, it, so I'm all for it, you know, because like they, they, they're always serving me cheese. I'm always like, no cheese. I don't want none of the cheese. I don't want none of the. And then and then they butter up your roll. Like it wasn't clear enough where you're like, hey, listen, this is embarrassing. I'm out on a first date and I just want to let you know up front uh, that I'm a weak man with allergies and that dairy will ruin my life. And then you, you tell them all this. You make them repeat it back to you. They don't bring out the cheese, but then you realize that everything's been buttered up. So I like this. You know, generally speaking, I don't always like the way the directions that they're that they're uh, that that they're pushing in. But in this particular case, I like it. Let's get the the clean rectum menu. We'll be next to the kids section. All right, let's take a couple comments and then uh, we can call it an episode. All right, first one from Dave, the Bali kid. How do you fix a boner? You jerk off more. You just gotta, you just gotta work out the kinks. If it's curving too much to the right, you start working it with the left hand. You end up with an S shape, but that that still works. Um, just jerk it in the direction you're hoping it will curve. <laughs> what else we got? Um, that wasn't actual medical advice. Toilet from outer space. Pretty sure milk of magnesia is supposed to be bottom friendly. I don't know what that means. Um, forest mommy kratom animals. That sounds like a good time. I mean, I'm not endorsing it because, uh, you know, I don't you probably numb out your ass real good and then take some really big, you know, some items up it if that's what you're into. But you got to be careful because uh, things are more readily absorbed when uh, you start putting up your butthole, uh, which is my preferred you know, way of absorbing semen into my system. But, you know, kids, be careful. But we are sponsored by YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, not recommended for your assholes in any capacity, only if you're over the age of 21. Uh, and, uh, that's it. Chicago tomorrow. Fucking looking forward to that thing. Really like the Lincoln Lodge. Last time I was there, I had an absolute blast hoping to catch some late night blues tunes, hoping to take all sorts of Ritalin. Uh, cause I, I think, uh, hopefully Johnny brought back my Mexico drugs that I was tweaking out. So I left behind, but hopefully he brought the Ivermectins and the Ritalins back up from Mexico. So I'm hoping to take that and go to the, uh, uh, Wrigley Field, drink some beers, and hopefully we don't stay more than one or two innings. I, uh, that's the ADD version of going to a baseball game. You're like, all right, I saw the stadium. I had my beers. I ate a hot dog. Let's let's go drink at some other bar. I'm uh, going to be doing a uh, podcast with, uh, I think, Gary. I think Gary. Gary Ritchie. Jesus Christ, I'm bad with names. Uh, but a his, history professor. Uh, looking forward to that. We're going to be doing that from a rooftop in Chicago before we go to the game. And then some report stores in session, more dates coming at you. Please go buy tickets because, uh, dude, these are like quasi-festivals in people's backyards, including Forest Mommy. That's going to be the end of the summer, hopefully taping there, doing the smoke out, bug out. Shedcast guys are coming all the way to Denver. Full rap concert. Going to be a good time. That is it for today. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. That's our episode. We did it.